Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Street. CKRM is proud to be your official voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and your home for the hottest sports show anywhere. It's a new era for sports talk in Saskatchewan. Welcome to the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. And how are you today? Game day in Saskatchewan. We got a short sports cage on tap. I'm going to tell you this abbreviated edition is brought to you by Nelson Homes, applying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. Live in studio on the other side of the glass, getting prepped for the riders and the Edmonton Elks is our producer, Sean Kleisinger. We've got our pregame show with Daniela Ponticelli at the bottom of the hour. She'll be joined by Don Hewitt and Wes Cates live from Harvard Studio 620. That is myself and Luke Molitor from the broadcast booth getting set for the Edmonton Elks and the Rough Riders. If the Rough Riders win, they'll end a four-game slide on home turf. They'll get back to 500, and they will sweep their season series with the Edmonton Elks. They played the first two in Edmonton this year and won two close games. Uh, Craig Dickinson is 6-0 and as a head coach versus the Edmonton Elks. That's his best record against any other team in the CFL as a head coach. And uh, I don't think the Elks have won here since 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, back, let's keep it that way, huh? Back when it was old Mosaic Stadium. So yeah. they haven't won in the new stadium. Mike Riley was the quarterback back then. <clears throat> so, yeah. Taylor Cornelius playing a little better in the last four games. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. Maybe that's why they gave him a a, a two-year contract extension. Trey Ford will play. The Canadian trained quarterback from Waterloo is the backup. He was a he is a one and zero as a starter. Was into his second game as a starter when he hurt his shoulder in a game and was out for a while. But he is back now. Uh, so yeah, this is the first game of the uh, three this weekend. We call it Football Weekend in Saskatchewan. We are your voice of Football Weekend in Saskatchewan. Make no mistake about it. Six twenty CKRM. We've been talking about this thing since it was announced way back. Um, tomorrow we're going to uh, have a sports cage, a full sports cage, and then some. Uh, we're going to be joined by Craig Reynolds, the Riders president. We're going to be joined by Craig Dickinson, the Riders coach. We're going to be joined by the president of the Regina Thunder, uh, Mirad El-Khatib. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to be joined by the voice of the Regina Thunder, at least for one game on the radio, Sean Kleisinger. He gets to make his debut calling football, doing it with our own Ryan Hall. So uh, Ryan Hall, the uh, longtime amateur football coach, coaches tackling camps in and around the area. He will be the color commentator on the broadcast, 12. 12.45 pregame show, 1 o'clock kickoff, and then following that game, it'll be our special sports cage from the concourse in the lead-up to the Battle of the 2-0 and teams, the Regina Rams and the U of S Huskies. You can get a hold of us here in this abbreviated edition of the sports cage at 936-6262. Let us know where you're listening from today. We'll give you a shout-out either on this portion or... During the game, because in Rider Nation, we all ride together. And our text line 
Hotline is brought to you by Capital Ford Lincoln at the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua, the number one Ford dealership. So, Zinger, over to you. Big game. Um, how pumped are you for this football game? Oh, boy. I'm, I don't want to say I'm nervous, but uh, we're talking about the Ryder game, right? No, we're talking about your game tomorrow. My, my game tomorrow. Well, uh, I'm... I'm just excited. I'm overwhelmed, kind of, because I, uh, in in a good way, because I've been looking forward to this my whole life, and finally, like when I wake up tomorrow morning, the first thing that I'm gonna think of is, hey, I'm calling a football game today, right? Yeah, too, yeah. And uh, um, what better game to call? I mean, Regina Thunder, Saskatoon Hilltops. In my opinion, it's the most prestigious rivalry in the CGFL. Uh, because it's more than just two teams. It's Regina versus Saskatoon. These two cities have been going at it in the junior ranks since, what, the 1950s? Of course, the Rams before they moved to university. I hate the Hilltops. I've hated them since I played against them. I'll tell you this, Zinger. It's real. Zinger, if the Thunder win tomorrow, Mm -hmm. I'd have to look really long and hard, but I think it's the first time in probably 30 years they've lost three games in a row. Yeah. It'd be a three-game losing skid for the Saskatoon Hilltops. Yeah, the Thunder have had their number in the regular season. I mean, last year, the Thunder beat the Hilltops in Saskatoon, and that was the Hilltops' first loss in, like, 32 games or something like that. And ever since then, I mean, the Thunder won both matchups last year in the regular season. They won the first this year. I'm not going to talk about the playoff game last year because that don't matter. We're talking regular season ball. So uh, it's got to be good, though. And Damon Dutton, that quarterback for... The Hilltops, you can just tell by looking at his stat line that he, I mean, that the Hilltops are a running team because Dutton has three touchdowns, two picks oh, wow. on the year. And uh, Carter Shuchuk, he's leading the PFC in passing yards right now. Well, so. he's got guys like uh, I, Such I, a great... I, Isaac Ford to throw it to. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, Sokol. Sokol, who's uh, probably going into the year, but he said was the best player in the PFC. So there you go. Yeah, it's going to be great, Isaiah man. Isaiah Woodley, too. Isaiah yeah. Woodley. Isn't he come from Boston or something? He's from the suburbs of uh, Boston, Massachusetts, yeah. Milton, Massachusetts. He has like 13 siblings. Can you believe that? 13 brothers and sisters. Wow, so he not only fought for a football out in the playground, but probably something at the supper table, yeah, too. Yeah, and for attention, maybe. Yeah, and for attention. <laughs> good job. Uh, so uh, so we've got that game. That's going to be a real good football game. The You know, the Hilltops are going to be playing hard, man. They are they not have a one... huge O-line. Yeah, the they're way. not. Well, they huge. always, they they always do, have yeah. a huge O-line, for sure. 300-pounder plus, like. Right across the board, crazy. especially on the left side of the line. Crazy, crazy. So that's going to be good. So we got a one to four kickoff, one to one o'clock kickoff, one to four game there, and then our uh, sports cage. Uh, special Saturday sports cage from the concourse tomorrow for football weekend in Saskatchewan. Then a battle of. Uh, two two and O teams, which we'll get to, but tonight it all kicks off with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders against the Edmonton Elks. They have to win this game. Have to. They get an do. absolute must. They got to win this football game. Um, they're coming off a shellacking at the hands of the Blue Bombers, which I think you can basically throw out the window. That's what I'm going to say. It's the MJ flu game. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be sick going to Winnipeg? But they were extra sick. Extra sick. So, yes. so uh, now they'll be back and ready to go. That's the thing too you make a good point with everything that's gone on in the last two and a half years with COVID and everything you can't have a flu game Mm. You can't have a flu game because yeah. they won't let you play. They'll be like, no, you can't play. You can't have the Michael Jordan flu game. Very, very good point. Hey, by the way, I just got to say this. My, 
Oh, here we go. I know where you're going with this. My Chargers oh, yeah. can't have anything nice. No. They, they, they absolutely dominated that game yesterday. Uh, they're going down the field. Uh, they have it down 17-17. They've driven the field. Herbert's dinking and dunking all the way down the field. They've got no, absolutely no answer for Herbie. And then Everett makes a 26-yard run down to the five, and he's trying to get off the field because he's gassed. He's tired. He's ran two plays in a row. They've actually thrown it to him two times in a row. And these guys get paid millions of dollars to be coaches and coordinators. Oh, no, we're going to go hurry up offense because he's waving to the sidelines that he wants a, a rest. So what they do is they run this bang route down at the goal line where Everett is supposed to go outside, and if the if the DB goes outside and, and follows him, then he comes inside. But he's so gassed, he just does a lazy little, well, whatever, and Herbert expects him to go inside. He gets picked off at a seventh-round selection who worked at Wendy's. That's awesome. In his second year of college, takes it all the way back for a 99-yard touchdown, turns the tide. But what's the biggest thing is that Herbert got absolutely tattooed. They lost their center, Corey Lindsley, your old guy, to mm-hmm. a knee injury, tendonitis. They say he should be okay. They lost Pipkins, their right tackle. They bring this guy in named Storm Norton. He is awful. Like, he is a turnstile. Why would you sign a guy named Storm? You well, he's been on the right team away. for a couple of years. Anyway, Herbert gets just absolutely cracked, and they're saying he's got fractured rib cartilage. So it's Ooh. not ribs, but rib cartilage. They get a long break now before they play next Sunday against Jacksonville, which normally would be probably a free space in the bingo card. But I don't know if he'll play. We're going to give it to Chase Daniel. Oh, man, the career backup who has just reeked in raked in millions 50, for just 50 million on the pine. I'd almost hire what's his name for a game or two. Uh, Philip Rivers. Bring oh, Rivers back. Wow. Bring he's, Rivers he's busy back. coaching high school ball, isn't he? Well, I don't know if I'd rather trust him than Daniel. But anyways, Herbert, was he like it? He's hurting so bad. He scrambles to his right. It's third and one. And instead of running for the first down, he just throws the ball down to the ground because he can't do it. So it's fourth down on the next play. He zips it like 30 yards downfield into Carter's hands. It was the best throw of the season. It was best throw of this air reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, give me a break. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be that tough. Actually, Aaron Rodgers got carted off one game and came back. And led them from a come from behind twenty point uh, yeah against deficit. the Bears yeah yeah he did, he did. to start so. the year they were down and then he came back it was yeah. like the Undertaker rising from the coffin man so and how about the Jets you y- you wonder why. Paul uh, Maurice uh, quit mid-season last year. The Winnipeg Jets. Oh, I thought we were talking New no, York. No, okay, no, no. Who cares about those 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 Jets? I don't really care about these Jets either. Except yeah. they announced today they're going to have no captain. Blake Wheeler's not the captain. They're going with no captain this year. So that would lead you to believe they have a diseased room. Yeah, they have, I mean, a, they like, have a diseased locker room. How is Blake Wheeler, one of the leaders on your team, supposed to feel about that? Like, can't believe that's it. kind of locker room dividing. No, I don't yeah. know anything about that. But so we got a pair of two and O teams playing. Tomorrow, it is the Rams and the Huskies to wrap up football weekend in Saskatchewan. Uh, we're going to hear from Mason Nias in a minute on the other side here on the Sports Cage, brought to you by our friends at Nelson Holmes. All our guests come to you via the Western Pizza Hotline. Dinner time, game time, anytime. A great time to order Western Pizza. This is the Sports Cage on 620. Easy. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. We're going to 
going to wrap things up here with Mason Nias, who is a Regina kid, played as RMF here, played with the Ripple Royals, and then, of course, went to the U of S, where he led his team to a Vanier Cup appearance last year and has the team rolling right now. Almost 800 yards passing through two weeks, six touchdown passes. He's had a few dropped as well, so his stats could even be more impressive. The Huskies have kind of turned to a passing team now, and they roll into town here 2-0. and Number two ranked team in the country going up against your Regina Rams who are number sixth in the country. So it's going to be a great matchup here at Mosaic Stadium the end to football weekend. Yeah, I mean it's been a it's been a long road but it went by very fast. Um you know, I'm just I'm excited to have a good team going into this last season and uh yeah, I think we have a lot of opportunities ahead of us. So yeah, it's just really exciting. Now, before I get to the football side of things, you're going to finish with two degrees, one in business and one in education. What are you more likely to use, the business or the education one, or can you use both for one thing? Like like with two degrees, you could be a principal at a school, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's tons of options with it. Um, originally, I went into university uh, for my business degree. My brother's in business. Obviously, my dad's in business and whatnot. So um, I kind of thought I wanted to do that route. I got the degree pretty early and still had a, quite a bit of time and obviously I have a lot of role models that are teachers and most of our coaches are teachers as well. So I thought that wouldn't be a bad option either if I wanted to coach or do something along those lines. So, you know, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to use after this year. I'm probably leaning more to education and coaching as of right now, but you really never know with opportunities. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, what would make you a good coach? Because they talk about you being an extra coach in the field. I've talked to a lot of your teammates, and they say you're calm, you're cool, you're a great leader. Um, you know, what what would make you a good coach? Those attributes? Yeah, I would say so. I would say leadership for sure. Um, kind of an even keel guy as well. And then obviously the X's and O's side. I've been around one of the best coaches in U sports, if not all of Canada, including the pros with Scott Flory and Learning that offense, knowing that kind of in and out, uh, that would help me a lot as well. Mason Nice joining us here. So you don't want to be a salesman like your dad? Put on the suit and tie and go sell radio? <laughs> hey, you never know. I don't know. I don't know if I have the the. I, I think I'm a decent talker, but you know, Perry, he can. Uh, he can uh, shoot the crap with anyone, so uh, maybe you never know. <laughs> you've got you've got way better, man, from year one interviewing you to year five. Uh, so let's talk about your football team. Uh, you lose Mackert, but you follow up with you and China. You got uh, a pretty steady receiving core. Looks like the old like this team is intact for another good solid run. Is that how you feel? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, there's like I'm I'm sure other teams are looking at us and hoping that we're not going to be as good. I think we I want to say we had 11 catalyst all stars last year and we lose nine of them. So we obviously have big turnover, but I think the guys stepping in are lights out. Like you said, running back room, Josh and Dean obviously leading that group. He's um, we've seen what he can do in the Cat West for sure. You have Riker Frank and Ted Cabongo coming in, new recruit who's obviously looking to get a lot of touches. Both very talented players as well. And then, obviously, our receiving core, very good. We are going to have guys, Caleb Moore, come back from injury. Dan Weave stepping up this year. Dan Perry's back. Um, just a lot of good players in that room. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, our offense should be hopefully very good, and we return a lot of our defensive guys as well. So it should be fun. How, uh, how much do you have a bitter taste in your mouth after the way that season ended? Even though it was a memorable year, you didn't quite get it done. No, for sure. Obviously, um, if you don't win your last game, <laughs> you can look back and say we did some good things. But 
you don't win that last game, who really cares? In my opinion, most of our opinions in the locker room. So, for sure, a bitter taste. Um, we reflected on it in a while. We flushed and we moved on. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely looking for some revenge this year. And uh, we have one goal in our mind: that's win the Van A Cup, and uh, that's that's what we're looking to do. All right, so you've come up through the ranks, man. You played, I don't know if you played RMF, but you did play uh, Riffle High School. You were the quarterback there. You had Borsa in the backfield and some other guys uh, playing with you there. Uh, just talk about what it meant to be a young football player playing RMF and, and coming up to, uh, you know, through the high school ranks. You know what? It was just great experiences all around. I met some lifelong friends uh, that stayed in football. Some did not. Like, like you said, Kyle Borsa, one of my best friends, I I think I've played football with that kid for since I was in maybe eight years old with the RMF Alouettes and Adam football there on the North End. And then Nick Daly playing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, played with him since I was eight years old on the Alouettes as well. So you meet so many lifelong friends that just happen to grow up to be very good football players. So it's, it's pretty neat seeing where guys started and where they finished. And uh, yeah, nothing but good experiences, great coaches. Obviously, I went to Ripple. Um, Got to play for Coach John Boland, an absolute legend in high school football in Regina. And then also Derek Pilon, who's a great coach in his own right and coming up through the ranks uh, as a head coach in uh, the Schwann Conference right now. So, yeah, it was just a great experience overall. So, you know, that, that, then there's one thing. Like, back when I played, there wasn't as many opportunities to do what you did and then going forward, my son and now the younger kids, too. Like, there's selects. There's a chance to go play Canada Cup. You were the Canada Cup MVP back in the day. You went uh, internationally, won a gold medal in China. Just talk about those experiences. Uh, aside from your high school football, it was kind of an extension, and it was cool, man. You did a lot of great things. Well, I appreciate it, Ballsy. Um, obviously, I think all those extra things that are running with Team SAS, SAS Selects, all those sorts of things are so good for development and also exposure. I tell everybody, all the young kids I talk to in camps and whatnot, go play Canada Cup, do all those things, because that's how I got all, all my offers and all these special experiences that I got to do. Of course, that's not the only route. <laughs> like, like you see with Ethan Ball down south, right? Like if you have the raw skill, Sometimes you can afford to miss those opportunities, but if you're kind of a fringe guy looking for some op- opportunities up north, you definitely got to go do those events, and I think they're just really good for development to making good friends as well. Mason Nias, um, you know, you're, you give uh, you know, a little uh, advice to a young person whether they should get into the game of football uh, on this football weekend in Saskatchewan. The uh, Thunder and the Hilltops, and then uh, Mason Nias, the gunslinger against a gunslinger of the Rams. And, of course, he had the, Ram, the Ryder game the night before. But just talk about why somebody should play the game of football, in your opinion. Um, you know what, I think there's a ton of reasons. For my experience alone, I think one, anyone can play it. It's really for anyone. I don't think there's a lot of sports that can say that. Two, great way to meet a big group of friends. Um, I mean, when you get to university ranks, there's 90-some guys on a team. You need a lot of guys to play football, so that means making a lot of good friends and lasting memories. And then one thing I think kind of gets overlooked, and I think it's starting to be showcased more and more, is that there's so many opportunities to football out after high school. I mean, when I was younger, I was a big hockey guy because that's kind of the thing, right? In Canada, especially Saskatchewan, you go, you play hockey, and you try to go play junior or play in the CHL or something like that. And you don't really think of football having that many opportunities. At least I didn't when I was younger. And then I started playing, started getting better, started getting scholarship offers, all those sorts of things. So 
I think one thing parents and kids need to realize is there's so many opportunities to play after high school, get your schooling played, paid for, and, hey, you never know, maybe play in the CFL or, or the NFL one day. So I think, uh, yeah, those are probably the biggest three things. The Rams obviously look at you as the top dog to knock off, but I think the Rams, if they could stay healthy on the O-line, got a good quarterback uh, opposite you, they could give you guys a run. Just your thoughts on the Rams. That's going to be a fun game that weekend. And they, they have a very talented team and uh yeah if that old line stays healthy they're gonna be dangerous obviously um are the, those are our big rivals we don't like to talk too too highly of yeah. them too much but you know what they're, they're definitely a good team i have a lot of respect for their defense um specifically their linebacking core and their rush ends they get after the pass and they play very sound defensively led by Sheldon gray there so yeah i'm looking forward to week three it should be a fun one now when i watch nathan rourke throw the football and play quarterback i think a lot of you you process fast he processes fast you've got a strong arm he's got a strong arm he's maybe a little more fleet of foot than you and it's not a <laughs> it's, it's not a fair comparison because he's playing at the cfl level you haven't been at the cfl level so i don't want to say you're exactly like nathan or people would be laughing at me, but I, you know me, I've been, a, I've been a big proponent of yours. But when you watch Nathan Rourke play, does it give you optimism? Like, do you think you know for a guy like you or a guy coming up behind you, maybe if your time it isn't right for you or they they've overlooked you, but there's somebody that maybe you'll coach down the line that could be a Nathan Rourke? Yeah, I think obviously what Rourke's doing in the CFL is super special. It's just it's super impressive and it's great to see for grassroots level in Canada. Um, getting more players in there. Um, Trey Ford as well, a U-sports guy. He's looking good as well. And just the more Canadians playing quarterback in the CFL, the better, in my opinion. Not only just <laughs> it's good, talented football to watch, but also just letting quarterbacks know in Canada that there is an opportunity past post-secondary. And that'll do it for this abbreviated edition of the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes. Coming up, though, it is our uh, countdown to kickoff pregame show with Daniela Ponticelli, Wes Cates, and Don Hewitt. And I'll talk to you in a couple.